Welcome to another edition of Talking Takes. I'm your host, Scott Gerard. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, got a, a fun one for you this week because we actually have some good news to report. LSU baseball takes a series in the SEC. Oh, yes, they do against Kentucky. We'll cover that. Uh, There's also some, uh, some news in LSU basketball world because uh, a few of the guys have decided uh, where they're going to take their talents uh, all of them to the NBA, it seems. We'll cover that as well. And then uh, LSU has a spring game coming up football-wise, so we will definitely introduce that. And, uh, you know, whatever else comes up. Uh, I think there was a, a golf – I think there was a, a few rounds of golf in Augusta, Georgia or something like that. We, we might touch on that too. Uh, but before we do, I want to check in with the coast, see how you guys are doing. So, uh, Tommy, Daniel, what's going on, guys? Not too much gearing up for the spring game. I'm getting, I'm getting more and more excited about that pretty much with every day. Like now, if, you know, it's the week of thinking about how we're going to get to see, you know, the supposedly the new look offense, the new look defense, see some new players on the field, maybe some improvement, hopefully some improvement. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I uh, had a good weekend. Uh, lots of sports enjoyed watching the masters. It was nice to have it back in the, the spring where it belongs. Uh, spring game should be fun. I was, I wish I could go, but I got to go out of town to Dallas uh, so maybe try and catch on TV, I guess. Like a little humble brag. I got to go out of town to Dallas. Yeah, I'm on, on big business. <laughs> um, maybe I'll host my own spring game in Jerry World just by myself. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to raffle off the tickets, Daniel? Yes, everyone will watch me on the gigantic screen. <laughs> Run yeah, some rounds. Uh, right on. Well, uh, yeah, so um, LSU baseball finally won a series in SEC baseball play this weekend against Kentucky, uh, going two games to one. Uh, I, I got to say, though, I mean, they, they looked really great the first game, you know, just like world beaters like they usually do in midweek games. Second game, they they looked really good for, for most of the game. Then uh, it seemed like they wanted, you know, a little bit more competitiveness out of Kentucky, so they let them back in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but LSU baseball was able to close it out, thank goodness. Uh, they got, a, they got an, I think, a really strong insurance run late in the game, and uh, the pitching was able to close out the game. Uh, but then the, uh, the third game on Sunday, Kentucky just kind of went away with it. I think their bats woke up. They actually woke up the, the game before Saturday, but LSU was able to hold on. But uh, they, they just completely ran away with the game on Sunday. So, uh, I don't know, Tommy, uh, you, you seem to, I feel like you might agree with all the assessments so far. Um, but I mean, all in all a good weekend for LSU baseball, you know, they got this very important series win, which they needed, uh, cause their sec record is abysmal at this point. But, um, yeah, I mean, some, some, uh, some definitely some improvements still to make, but you know, uh, you gotta be happy with the series win. Yeah. I'm definitely happy with the overall, like the series win the uh that's you're right that was we needed we needed that like that was crucial to any kind of success we hope to have but i really think this this series was almost like everything about this team in three games like they're the first game they're absolutely world beaters like you said they're knocking the ball all around the all around the uh park you know home runs big time plays great pitching it, it was, I mean, there was, that was, there's nothing more you could ask for. It was an all around great game. Then second game is what we struggled with, with some of the best teams we played and a lot, and also some of the worst teams we played. Like when we played Oral Roberts, when we played tech, although tech Louisiana techs now, like I think the number 12 team in the nation. So they're really good, but we played these teams that you would traditionally think, you know, we should be beating candidly real easy. Um, you know, you'll we'll go get off to a good lead and then let them back in. 
And then before you know it, it's the eighth inning or ninth inning and it's tied up and, and we, you know what, we're going to extras. So you're right. They did hold them off in that, in that uh, Saturday game. And, and I was glad about that. I was watching it. And I, I mean, the whole time I was just like, Oh, I know exactly where this is going. Like I was convinced, okay, we're going to go to extras. We might even lose, but they right. held them off. So that was good. They, that was a grittier win and we needed that, but still like that, that was, I don't know. That's what this team is. And then third game, you get crushed, you know, you know, in a, I, by a team that, I mean, I'm sorry, like Kentucky's an SEC team. The SEC is great all around pretty much, but um, they're not, you know, we weren't playing Vanderbilt. We weren't playing Georgia. We weren't playing uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Like, you know, I, I feel like we should have swept this series um, if we were playing our best ball. But that's that's this team. Like I feel like this is like I said, this series was this team in three games. The best parts of this team and the worst parts. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. It's definitely a confidence booster to go on the road and just get an SEC series win. So like, all right, we can win some games uh, and beat some people. And so hopefully that'll fuel them in the future. We got a series against at home against South Carolina coming up, and I think they're pretty decent. Oh, not good. like uh, not top of the top, but a pretty good team. And then we saw the effects already of kind of not having that third starter with Jaden Hill out when we threw Blake Money in Sunday. He kind of got taken to town a little bit. And then the, the relief pitchers didn't help us out too much. So that's going to be something to worry about for the rest of the season, just kind of that three-man rotation until they find, like, their solid third guy, I guess. I think Will Helmers may have – or Garrett Edwards, I think, threw the Tuesday yeah. game against McNeese, and he, he pitched well. So maybe they'll try to work him more into the weekend rotation or something like that. Um, but Maneri uh, has to be relieved to get something out of it. But then, like you said, Tommy, they're just, they have a lot of little errors along the way that just stresses you out. Oh, like, yeah. Like literal fielding errors, like hit by pitch, like allowing pass balls, stolen bases. And you're like, what is going on here? Like, can't we just play? Um, so if they, can, if they can iron all that out, then they'll hopefully be better in the future. But I uh, just got to build off the success that we had to start with. You're so right. It just makes you so anxious to watch it. Like when, now, I mean, when they're up, when they're up a big like they were on Friday, like whatever, like that's fine, and, and you know you're not anxious to watch that. But like in a game like Saturday, the the anxiety you're watching of watching them is just like, oh gosh, what are they gonna do next? Like, <laughs> but you know you're right, Scott. It was a series win in the SEC that that we needed that series win, and we got it. So. Um, you know, let's hope they can, let's hope they can move on and, and do well, uh, against South Carolina and, and compete. Is that away or at the box? Dan? Uh, it's at home. They got grambling at home on Tuesday, then three against South Carolina this weekend. Okay. So that's, that's gotta be, you know, that has to give us a little bit of an edge. Sure. Uh, but I think Daniel touched on it though, a little bit when he, he was talking about the, you know, the pitching because, uh, without Jaden Hill now, uh, it becomes a matter of, well, you know, Landon Marceau had a great first game. He was basically, uh, you know, untouchable for seven innings. And that, that got the Tigers, I think, really in a great position. I mean, they, the bats were alive, obviously, but, uh, you know, you, they, they don't go that far with, with their bats if, you know, if the pitching isn't there either. And, uh, you know, Marceau had a great game. So that, that's great. And then the, the second game, it was, it was there enough for them to win. Now, the third game, I don't know. Uh, you could say, well, you know, a few few plays here and there, just if, if LSU's bats were more consistent that third day, maybe Kentucky wouldn't have gone on two tears. But uh, 
you know, for all his credit, Blake Money, you know, he was he was okay that third game for a few innings. I mean, there was there was they got to him for two good home runs, uh, but I feel like the game was still within reach for the most part. But then, you know, after that, it just it kind of just got busted wide open. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's, you know, just kind of shows where, where the SEC is because Kentucky and LSU basically have the same record, uh, you know, if you just look at their their uh, schedule. And, uh, you know, Kentucky's, you know, no no slouch themselves. So I, I feel like, you know, to, to get the win is good, to get the series win obviously is good. But, uh, you know, it's it, it shouldn't be looked at as well. Well, it was just Kentucky because, uh, you know, I, I think the SEC is pretty strong across the board just in varying degrees but you know it's great to get the uh the series win so yeah yeah on to the next midweek game and uh you restart each week but you know definitely positive things to take on yeah no it's a, i mean that's that's the positive that's a positive that we needed after losing two series in a row so um you know yeah and you're and you're uh, like you're highly touted one of your starting pitchers yes all in the process. Um, I don't know if Blake Money's going to be, uh, you know, like a, a bona fide started down the road. But again, it's like they got to him for a, a couple good innings. But still, all in all, it's like um, you know, back in the day when LSU had Alex Lang, who, by the way, got called up to the majors this weekend, uh, closed out an inning in great fashion. Oh wow! Uh, strikeout. Uh, yeah, with the Detroit Tigers, it was it was great to see. But, you know, it was guys like Alex Lang where, you know, they would be up, you know, they might get four runs on him, maybe five, maybe even six. But Maneri could leave him in because he knew it was just, you know, just somehow the, the process of the game. It wasn't just him being bad. It was just, you know, you know, sometimes the other team is just in a rhythm. Uh, but that mean your pitcher's doing bad. And he would keep him in the game. Uh, so I, I feel like the Blake Money presence was was not all that bad. I just don't know if he's going to be a you know a reliable starter going forward, but I, I feel like he's good for a few innings. But yeah, I mean that third day or you know just like that after some like five or six inning pitching, if you have to take your pitcher out, LSU, uh, I think they're still looking for you know some guys to kind of step up and solidify those roles because uh, they weren't all there all the time this weekend, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but that, I guess that's uh, pretty much all we had on LSU baseball now. Uh, but uh, basketball, even though the season has ended, still making moves. Uh, pretty much the, all the uh, all the starters from LSU's basketball team have now declared for the NBA draft. Um, uh, you know, except for Cam Thomas, we we imagine that's coming. So, um, so far we've had Trenton Watford, Darius Days, Javante Smart. And, uh, you know, that's that guy's is pretty much the, the core of the team, aside from from Cam and you know a couple other guys. So uh, I don't know. What do you think? Is this uh, is this just Will Wade kind of setting himself up for like this this one and done programs where he's just got to replace or, you know, does, do you think he's like recruiting the bench to to kind of supplant these guys as they go? Uh, I think this is pretty much expected. We had talked about this where like we thought all these guys, except maybe like Darius Days, were going to go to the NBA. And so, we thought a lot of them would be gone last year. Yeah, and the fact that they all returned was kind of why we had our hopes set so high for this season. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he got, what, four years out of days, three out of Smart, two Watford, and then Cam Thomas, if he goes, would be one and done. But that was kind of – I think Watford was the one 
is probably the most surprising where we were all, I mean, I remember, I remember all of us talking like, oh yeah, he's gone. He's one and done. Yeah. Cause like, he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school and like he was ready to go, but so that, that's good. Like you said, the team is going to be completely different next year. Got to find five new starters pretty much. Um, I just saw today actually that uh, this guy, Xavier Pinson from Mizzou just transferred to LSU or is transferring. Hmm. Uh, and so he was a starter for them this past year. So he could fill in. Well, um, is he a guard? Yeah, he's a 6'2 guard, averaged 13 points a game last year. So um, given our lack of depth, I, I imagine he's probably going to be plug and play. Yeah. And then uh, I don't think the recruiting class this year is quite as high as some of the other ones, but uh, we'll, we'll see what they end up doing. But so it might be a down year, but um, can't really avoid it when it all kind of compiles like this. Well, and, and that's, I mean, this is where I think we need Will Wade to really show up. Like, let's see, okay, how, how, what, what kind of coach really are you? Like, what can you make out of the, you know, what you got? Like, how can you take your, your what the pieces you have and, and make a good team out of it? And uh, I feel like in the past couple, like, he's had a lot of success in, in most of the years that he's been here. I think, other than maybe his first year, which was a little bit off, right? I think that was, it, yeah. was, it wasn't as great, but like the, the past three years, he's been really good. Um, and so I'd like to see, you know, what, what can he, what can he get out of some of these, some of these other guys who we probably haven't seen as much of, but um, obviously he recruited them, you know, they, they must be talented in some way. And let's see what, you know, what he can, what, what kind of pieces he can put together. Also, I just, I hold out hope for Cam. Maybe, maybe Will Wade can sweet talk him a little bit. Yeah. And as far as like NBA draft projections, I think the estimates right now are Cam Thomas is like, late first round Watford is like kind of early to mid second round Javante maybe like late second round and then Darius if, if he gets drafted and Darius Day is probably like undrafted free agent since there's only two rounds being a draft which is kind of tough yeah yeah and then I mean there's plenty of like you know ABCD leagues all that stuff but mm-hmm. uh, uh I mean still it's just an opportunity to to get paid to do what you love uh, but LSU is also in the mix for, uh, you know, transfers, transfer season, of course. Uh, but LSU is um, one of the programs in the mix to land uh, a guy from East Carolina called Jaden Gardner. He's down to LSU, Virginia, NC State, Arkansas, and Miami. And I, I think he's going to make his decision this week. And I, I don't know. It's... Um, I think it depends on how much LSU needs him as a player. I think it's the same with all these guys. You know, it's like, how much do you need them? Because that's pretty much your pitch to anyone coming in. It's like, we need you so much. Like, like if there's well, a come play, right? Come play yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, if there was a shack out there, I imagine they could say, we need you yesterday, <laughs> you know, all the time. Uh, but anyway, there's, you know, there's just, I think there's a lot of mutual interest there. So we'll keep our eye on that this week because, you know, Will Wade's no, no stranger to transfers. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, uh, as far as that goes. And, um, also with football, you know, we, speaking of transfers, we, I don't think we touched on this last week, but, uh, Eric Gilbert was in town. We, I mean, we did, we did touch on that, but we didn't even follow up on it. But, uh, coach O finally went on the record and said that he actually talked to him Yeah, and he said it was good there. So I, I think what, uh, I forget who, which one of you said it, but like your suspicions of whether or not it was like an academic issue. I feel like that's the, uh, you know, like the common denominator here is if, if Eric Gilbert can get back in the good graces academically, uh, whatever it is, 
uh, LSU would be the easiest situation for him because he doesn't have to transfer. Like he didn't have to change, you know, for whatever, you know, because transferring is different than like just getting your grades up, I think, where you're already at. Uh, and I think that's where it is. So uh, I, I yeah, think because I think it, with being transferred with transferring, you'd have to be accepted to the school. Right. Exactly. And so, um, no, I, I stand by, you know, I think I said it last week and, and I stand by it and I, I'm kind of liking my prediction even more. I think there's a 50 50 shot. We see him on the field for LSU next year. And I, you know, and like, I think all of us, if you'd, if you'd asked us in, in like January or December, what's the likelihood we see Eric Gilbert put on an LSU jersey again? I think none of us would have said even close to 50%. Right. I, still, I still think that's pretty high, but um, I mean, it's, it's a non-zero chance. <laughs> wait, wait, you think it's a high chance? No, I think 50% is too high. I, if I, I would say like 10%. Probably. You say 10%? Yeah. Where do you think he, where's the, where do you think he'll land? What's most likely, Juco? If I had to say, yeah, I think Juco is most likely. And then, LSU and then potentially not playing at all and just like okay, sitting so, out for like doing something. I don't know. But you would agree LSU is the, is the leading contender as far as like division one big name schools. Go. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, well, I, I did want to mention cause LSU had a, a football pro day and uh, definitely wanted to touch on that. You know, these things come and go. It's basically just a chance to shine your, your skills, uh, guys see you do very specialized things that they've already seen you do in you know game film basically but uh from <laughs> during the season until this pro day that's just i think a chance for most guys to train and just shave off times on their 40 max up uh reps on their bench or or whatever shave off time on their cone drill whatever the case but uh as far as lsu players in pro day go uh, I think they all represented really well, um, but particularly with their speed because they all had really good 40 times. And I was, I think that was just all the buzz with the LSU pro day. I don't know if uh, I, I think it probably helped some of the guys like, you know, Terrace Marshall, I think Jamar chase, we all know was probably going first round, but Terrace Marshall, I think possibly could be in play for a first round, but definitely maybe like a, a, a second round pick. And same with Racy McMath, you know, it's like these guys had really good uh, speeds. Same with uh, some defensive players. So uh, I don't know. Do you, I, I think like the, the, the players kind of helped themselves, right? Like they, they, they kind of made a, a, a play for a, a higher draft grade. I think, I think Terrace Marshall definitely helped himself. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously racing McMath as well. I think racing McMath, what helped him as much as, as much as this pro day helped him um, his performance at the senior bowl, he was one that they were talking about doing, doing great there as well. So, um, you know, I think, I think both, both of them have have really helped themselves. I I was, I think Jamar chase wasn't, it wasn't really as much of a help himself, but more of just like a kick the tires and like, make sure he's still, is he still the guy that we saw a year ago? And he, and you know, he is. Yeah. And that was like the question we had when he said he was like sitting out the seasons, like what's going to happen in his draft stock. And from most like mock drafts and stuff, he's still pretty much like wide receiver one or maybe two. Two It's it's him and Smith. But yeah. So the result is it didn't really affect it at all. um, Which I guess is good for him, obviously, but yeah, they all all showed pretty well. There was some kind of questions about like the timing of the forties a little bit. Like how did all of LSU's receivers run like in the four threes? When you see when at the actual combine you see like one or two guys, like running the LSU speed, Daniel, (laughs) but I mean, (laughs) if that's the official time, then I guess they, uh, it's yeah. been on something. They've been eating, eating good, maybe. 
one thing I thought was weird was Tyler Shelvin didn't do the bench press, which is like, you would think like one of the most important things for a defensive lineman, especially a guy who didn't play this season, but maybe he had some sort of injury or something like that. But overall, I think a pretty good performance. Yeah. And honestly, if, if these guys, you know, with the, the modern technologies available, you know, they could just record themselves doing 25, 30, whatever bench press. Um, but then, you know, like in, in the course of your training, if you, you know, if you strain something, you know, if like a week before pro day and you're like, all right, well, you're good to go. But, you know, you, you feel like you might not do your absolute best. It's I think it's always better to just set it, set it aside. Uh, like you could always just show this video of you putting up 225, 50 times, you know, like two months ago. Cause you, you know, you can't refute that. It's not at pro day, but who cares? Uh, you know, it's all this stuff now. It's like, if it goes viral, it helps you, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think they have that in their favor as well. Um, but uh, speaking of guys that have already gone through pro day or are in the mix for uh, for a pro roster, uh, it sounds like Thaddeus Moss might have a chance at the Bengals. Is that uh, what do you guys have on that? Yeah, the Bengals, this is just today, a couple hours ago, um, that the Bengals picked up Thad Moss uh, off the waivers, which – he uh, didn't play at all last year, from what I understand. I know he was undrafted free agent with the Redskins, yeah. I think. And then yep. um, they, they released him after a while. And so hopefully, I mean, I bet Joe Burrow kind of put in a good word for him. And so I'd love to see him get some success on the NFL level, maybe not becoming a starter, but at least kind of like a rotation guy. And so glad that he's kind of getting a chance. And who knows, maybe he can be a starter. There's always those guys that kind of break out. And I feel like the tight end position is changing a lot. Uh, to where it's a little bit more of a finesse position mm-hmm. and he's got the he, he he showed playing for LSU that he's got the uh he's got good feet he's got good hands he's he's a I mean he's not like a burner by any means but he's uh, you know he's got quick feet at least um I think the only question that really is is his size he's not huge right he's not like a super tall guy yeah I think he's like six two something yeah like that. so maybe that's the one thing because if you look at like Travis Kelsey or um What's the other uh, George? No, George Kittle. Yeah, or, Kittle. Yeah, they're a little. They're a little, they're like really tall. Yeah, like six four, six five. Six four, six five. Yeah. So that might be the. I feel like that's the one thing holding him back. But I, I, I'm eager to see him get a chance. He's definitely got the pedigree. We all know that. Yeah, I think tight end is one of the harder positions to kind of evaluate coming out of college too. Mostly just because the college offenses don't really utilize him as much as the NFL game except if you have prospects like Kyle Pitts or whatever, who's like a a surefire thing, but kind of the, the guys who play for programs like LSU who only catch maybe 10, 15 balls a season. You're like, you don't really know. So hopefully he can prove himself uh, here for the Bengals. Yeah. But I I think that, that offense in which they won the title where he was really, you know, able to, to show some stuff to at least get him that, that level in the NFL. uh, That's like, he, I think he's already showed enough to, to that degree that, you know, it's like give him an opportunity and he'll do it. Uh, yeah, he may not be your prototypical size, but uh, he's got other intangibles. You know, it's just hard. He's got a pedigree. You know, his dad was uh, Randy Moss for crying out loud. That that's got to show for something. <laughs> and he's got it in his blood. So I, I I would I would not bet against him. Like just imagine if he if Joe Burrow had him and Jamar Chase. You know, you you think oh it's just you know fool's gold, but no, it's that'd be that'd be awesome. Oh yeah, right? all those guys reunited. And I've, I think he, he, you know, he was really good friends with Joe from what I remember. I think they were, I think they were some of the players who were kind of tight together. So um, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Hopefully it happens. Uh, just, it all comes together. Um, 
but uh, LSU's got, you know, they had some scrimmages. It sounds like the defense has had uh, some better games, which, you know, you always love to hear, uh, particularly Jay Ward, who, who kind of made the move from cornerback to, I think, safety. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's had some good sh- flashes there. Uh, supposedly, you know, a, a pick six in the mix. So yeah, good to hear because LSU's kind of got to uh, figure out their, you know, their starting safety and or the backup. And, uh, you know, if Jay Ward's in the mix and he's doing well now, that's that's really good news. Um, and especially if the defense is holding strong because, you know, it's like it, uh, I, I guess Nick Saban's convinced everybody that defense is no longer a part of the game. But, you know, if you can – if you can uh, initiate some good defensive play and just hold your game, uh, just keep your team in the game long enough for your offense to make plays, I, I think you have a chance. So that's, I think that's what we're looking at, you know? Yeah. And uh, speaking of the spring game, is there anything y'all are excited to watch for or be looking out for in the game on Saturday? I mean, I think overall, I'm just excited to see, I want to see the, the new offense. I want to see the new defense. I want to make sure, make sure that it's, it is new that <laughs> it is what they say it is. Right. But, I, want um, see, I want to see Jake Pete's yelling at people. Pete's, you know, Durante Jones as well. I think I, I want to see, uh, I want to see some of the new guys, some of the, some of the freshmen coming in, you know, some of the guys who've been on campus. I want to see um, the big boy, the the defensive lineman. Yeah. Mason Smith. Mason been Smith hyping up. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be exciting. I think what everybody's looking for is who's going to be like the, the start take first snaps yeah is it going to be max or miles and then like i mean because you have two teams who's going to be uh, third person's going to be left out maybe tj finley probably uh, daniel would say so <laughs> yeah um and then so everybody wants to see that and then like you mentioned the the coaching hires to see if anything looks similar or different and just how everything meshes what they're going to do with the running back situation, which still not exactly settled between Emory versus Ty Davis price is Kiner on campus. Uh, I do not believe so, I but I could, I could be wrong about that one. Hmm. Good question. Cause uh, he'd definitely be in the mix. Uh, but I, you know, there's some good news coming out of the, out of camp out of, from both of them though, from coach O. Uh, so, I mean, that's somewhat encouraging. You know, you can't put too much stock in spring spring practice news, but, you know, as long as he's not, you know, because Coach O, I think he's more of a straight shooter than people realize. And he'll say, you know, if the, if the running backs were not there right now, he'd say, uh, you know, we got a long way to go. Luckily, it's spring game. So blah, 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 blah. So, but I mean, he's he's touting on them right now. So that's good because, you know, they've, uh, the running back crew has to replace, you know, a lot of, a lot of good production the last few years. And, uh, you know, you kind of need it in the SEC now especially if they're going to revamp this offense because what, what worked so well was, you know, some, some halfback passes to uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So I, I kind of want to see that, you know? Yeah. You no, I, I, I'm, I'm looking up right now to see um, which, which freshman we have on campus. Yeah. This, this is the list of the freshmen, Mason Smith, uh, Derek Davis, junior safety, Deion Smith, wide receiver, Garrett Nussmeyer, quarterback, uh, Garrett Dellinger, O-line, Landon Jackson, uh, Xavier Carter, D-line, Devonta K. Strong, linebacker, who he's gotten pretty good reports. Yeah, they call um, him Bug. That's the thing to keep keep an eye on. They call him he, Bug Strong. Because he bugs everybody? I guess. I don't know. Because he's just a little bug. Yeah, he's well, kind of small from what I hear. Well, he's a junior college transfer, so he's got some experience. And, um, 
you know, we might need some, some linebacker help. Uh, Cause that was kind of a position where we lost to real Cox and yeah. some others last year. And then Peyton Todd from West Monroe. You probably won't see too much punting. <laughs> yeah. They punt. Do they? I thought like, they just like gave the ball to the other team. No, they punt and he just like takes a, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. He takes like a fair catch. Um, didn't Stingley like try to run back a punt in the sting game spring game like two years ago. Yeah, he did. I hope he does this year too. I mean, somebody's got to take him has back. He, has he ever run back a punt in a real game? I don't think he has. He hasn't had any touchdowns. Yeah. He hasn't had any touchdowns. No. I know Um, the Palmer had a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh well uh hopefully well I guess we'll see in the spring game because you know that that's just an element of the of the game that they haven't really had I mean they had it with DJ Shark somewhat but uh you know not since then and I thought Stingley was going to be the guy but uh I don't know maybe it's not just him maybe it's just you know special teams play special teams coaching I don't know um but yeah we got the spring game coming up so excited to see that. Uh, it's, it's, it's open to fans. I don't know if they put a cap on the numbers. They just said it was just, you know, kind of open to the public. Uh-huh. Did they, did they really put a cap on anything or no? Typically, no. Typically you just, you literally just walk in. You don't even need a ticket. You yeah. just wave at the people. Yeah. It's free of charge, open seating, general admission, um, throughout the lower bowl. I'm not sure if they're going to have it. Usually it's only on one side. I don't know if they're going to have it spread all the way around yeah. to try and like keep people apart or something. Uh, but I guess we'll see. And it yeah. starts, yeah, um, gates open at 11 a.m. and then kick off at noon. So do you think the band's going to be there and are they going to play Nick? Uh, yes and no. That's my, that's my guess. <laughs> right. Yes to Nick, no, the band won't be there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, it'd be funny if they just played it really slow. Just, you know, so that people couldn't catch on unless you were just, you know, in the student section and then, hey, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's currently forty percent chance of rain on Saturday. Hopefully that holds off. Never. They don't care. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best tailgate in college football, and it has to be back full force. Um, man, I, I hope it's in full force in uh, Pasadena when they go to UCLA. Uh, really quick, guys. So, Tommy, you mentioned something earlier in the week uh, about you know what what LSU season looks like. I just want to get you guys takes on it really quickly. Uh, I think Tommy, I think you said LSU's pegged at about nine wins. I say probably nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Daniel, Daniel, what say you? I think nine is a pretty good estimate. Maybe even closer to eight. Um, oh, you're hedging down. Wow. Okay. I mean, we said like ten last year. We ended up with fives. So. Well, yeah, but we didn't know. We we had no idea. We'd had no idea that people. Hey, were look, we did play. Off. We did play ten. Uh, well, wait, no. We didn't say 10 wins last year. Oh, when they, when they had the 12-game schedule. <laughs> well, yeah, but but I mean, but I, I, we, I, <laughs> we knew it was going to be a 10-game schedule at some point. Yeah, I so can't remember why. I feel, like, I feel like we had us at like six or seven when we found out it was a 10-game schedule. Yeah, I agree with that. Anyways, well. What I, if we regress? What if we go four? <laughs> what if we, well, if we, if, we, if we only win four games, Coach O is gone. I can guarantee that. Right, right. Um, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, I would put LSU, I'll say, 9 to 10. I, I think there's a chance for LSU to overachieve at least one game this season because there's so much uh, It's there's so much parity in the SEC West, you know, with just 
Uh, not all teams, but most teams. Like I just, I don't think Arkansas is going to be a threat. So, uh, but obviously, Alabama, A and M. I think Auburn, because you know they're kind of in transition. They don't have they don't have Gus anymore. He he went down to UCF, and apparently they're going to take over Florida. They put up a billboard saying so. Did you uh, see their stupid thing where they had their yeah. their handles on the back of their jerseys? Oh God, no, I didn't see that. They had Twitter handles. It was like at at like you know. Why? Whatever. Why? I, don't know. I have no idea. For their spring game. So, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was for their spring, but like, it's stupid. I don't get it. Tommy's just, just a hater. I am a hater. The kids just want to do something fun. He's like, no, not allowed. Well, no, I'm not saying it's not allowed. I think it's, I just think it's dumb. I don't think LSU would do that. No, they wouldn't. Well, they don't need to. I'm going to tell Scott, I'm going to tell Scott Woodward to get him to do that. Just I don't, to make you mad. I don't think you'd, ha- I don't think you'd ever see at Junior Stingley at, on, on the back of the jersey. At Joey B. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to see some silly uniform combinations at LSU either. Uh, what we have is what we have, and it works. It's like it's been voted the best uniform combination as is, with, without any alterations. So we don't need to do all that. Uh, but uh, as far as the season goes, uh, I feel like LSU has a chance because, man, I just I, I don't know. I think Auburn's in too much in transition. I think Florida's in transition, whether whether or not people want to admit it or not. Because Dan Mullen is just let's just face it, he's a kooky guy. And he's, uh, I think his his offense is in transition. He's got what Emory Jones. That's going to be a starter next year. I, yeah. I just I don't think he's enough to to even win the East. But I, I don't know. They, they're always one of our uh, our tougher games. To be honest, I agree. I actually I'm actually a little bit more. I wouldn't say I'm. I mean, Florida is always going to be a tough game. But with with him starting Emory Jones, and then with some of the turnover they had, they're losing Pitts. Um, I kind of feel like Florida might be the might be the surprising, you know, I think that might be a more surprising win that we get, but I could see us maybe I like I out of the games that that I have concern about, I could obviously Alabama uh Alabama A&M and then I think we're probably going to lose uh one out of Florida, Auburn or Mississippi State. I think all of those are are tough games like Bo Nix year three Heisman year year I, I think but yeah like I've I've heard I've heard multiple people say like you know with the right like Bo Nix has all the tools but if if he had the right coaching he would have been a lot better but that Gus could put him over the edge I'm not yeah. saying that's true I don't know but I do think that there could be you could see a good change in Auburn um and put me, put me down as a skeptic on all of them okay on all of them I'll, I'll, I'm a skeptic on all of them. Uh, I just don't see – I'll be surprised if Florida wins the East. I'll be surprised if Auburn even competes in the West. Uh, I, I think if they have a winning record, I think that's a win for – I don't even remember the, na- the coach's name, but I, I think that's a win for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think Gus Malzahn will do really well at UCF. I don't know what they're going to do you know, beyond that. Mm-hmm. But um, who else is there? Jimbo, I, I don't know, man. I think uh, Jimbo's got to show something this year. You know, It's like he's got to – He's got to like push Alabama right for the you know for the title of the West. Otherwise, it's like, all right, now we're just we're still the same middling eight and five program as we were before we spent oh. seventy five million dollars on you. Don't forget, A and M should have been in the playoff last year. Well, actually, I think I agree with that. <laughs> but do you think they would have done anything? They wouldn't have beaten Alabama just like Notre Dame didn't beat Alabama. But they would have given them a better game. They played Alabama like. Not close, but closer, closer when they actually yeah. did play at the beginning of the season. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. They just didn't want to have a rematch of that game. I still think it's hilarious that like the one year that Notre Dame, I mean that that A and M like pretty much deserves to be in the playoff. They didn't get in. <laughs> right. Womp womp. Well, uh, uh, I don't know. I think that that might just about do it for us. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to add before we head out? Uh, I think that I think that's about it. We're ready to see this spring game. We'll be back with uh, with coverage of it at the after it's all done. Exactly. Good week. Good pod. Go Tigers. <laughs> right. Yeah, ran out of thoughts. Yep. Uh, same here. I didn't have too much else other than just saying uh, LSU uh, baseball has a midweek game against Grambling State uh, at Alex Box. And then they are also hosting South Carolina for three games at the box this weekend. So if you well, starting Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if you can go out and support uh, because uh, South Carolina is really good, apparently, one of the top teams in the country, and uh, we could use some support, especially at the box. Uh, but with all that being said, uh, until next time, we hope you have a good week. And until we talk to you again, stay safe, stay tuned, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on Talking Teams.